The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are fluctuating their records amid a mix of corporate results. We do have the S&P 500 index up a point now at 2168, a gain there of 0.1%. Dow Industrials up 28 points to 18,443, a drop of two-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 10 to 51.50, a gain there of two-tenths of 1%. The 10-year down, 3.30 seconds yield, 1.50%. Gold high. Higher, up by 5.8 of the ounce to 13.32, a gain there of four-tenths of 1%. And crude oil down 55 cents a barrel, 41.40 right now on West Texas Intermediate Crude. That is a drop of 1.3%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Shares of Ford Motor, Ford Motor Company down about 9.5% right now after reporting profit that declined 9% in the second quarter, also perhaps tempering its full-year outlook. Let's find out more from Bob Shanks. He is the chief financial officer of Ford Motor Company, and he joins us now from Dearborn, Michigan. Bob Shanks, thanks very much for being with us. Well, as always, it's a pleasure to be with you. All right. So go through the results for us and tell us some of the issues that Ford is grappling with. Yeah, we actually had a strong uh, quarter. We uh, generated a a profit of uh, $3 billion, as you mentioned, that was down uh, 9%. We generated uh, a record cash flow of $4.2 billion and a a really healthy margin of 7.7%. And our top line grew about um, $2.2 billion to nearly $40 billion. So it was a strong quarter for us. As you pointed out, it wasn't quite what the market expected. Uh, but when you take it with the record uh, first quarter that we had for the first half, uh, we had the best results we've ever had uh, for North America and for the company itself. So, you know, it's a very, very strong start to the year. Uh, but to your point, we did highlight some issues. Well, you know, Bob, and that's the the issues. That's why your stock fell so much. And congratulations on the great year. We've been, you know, having this quarterly conversation for a while now, and, and, and clearly you're in a great spot. But as you said today, we're committed to meeting our guidance, but it is at risk. Keith Naughton, mm-hmm. in his terrific story, you, you talk to Keith a lot, yep. one of our, uh, you know, our Southfield, Michigan, our Detroit, uh, uh, reporters who specializes in autos, uh, quotes someone saying the U.S. auto market's probably leveling out. The risk is when does all that come crashing down? Uh, how are you going to deal with this? How can you cut costs in the second half to achieve your goal of matching or beating last year's pre-tax profit of $10.8 billion? Well, we laid that out uh, in the call today uh, that we had with uh, with Sellside and with investors. And uh, we actually uh, delivered about a billion six of uh, cost performance versus what we had planned in the first half. 
Uh, and as we look at the second half, uh, you know, we were going to have to come up with, um, you know, an incremental uh, cost reductions versus what we had planned, but we're also looking at revenue opportunities. So as we laid out, we're committed to the guidance. Uh, we are going to have to work hard to get there, but we've got uh, actions in place and plans to do that. But we thought it was appropriate, and we're always pretty transparent to share with investors uh, the issues that we see that we're, we're, um, we're addressing and grappling with, not only uh, in the U.S., but in another couple markets around the world. Uh, Bob, I want to talk trucks for just a second and the comparisons with last year's launch of the new F-150. So that makes the comps much more challenging. Focus on that and then take us to the new heavy-duty truck that you're working on. Yeah, that's a good question. We One of the issues we highlighted is that the overall industry has seen uh, over a period of time and, and very gradually but sort of inexorably we've seen increases in incentives. Uh, ours have come along uh, with the industry, um, but again, very gradual. When you look at what happened in the quarter, uh, we did have negative net pricing that was driven by higher incentives. A portion of that is exactly what you're talking about, which is the fact that a year ago, we were just coming out of the launch of the second facility for the F-150, so we had extremely low levels of incentives. This year, F-150 is doing fantastically. We're growing share. The uh, average transaction prices are higher. But in terms of incentives, uh, incentives are, I'll call them normal. They're still very, very uh, good versus our domestic competition, uh, but they're, they're normal, whereas last year they were pretty extraordinary because of where we were in the launch. Uh, when you look at the third quarter, uh, we have a complete ground-up uh, new Super Duty that we're going to be launching in, uh, in Louisville. And uh, that vehicle hasn't been given such a change in 19 years, and uh, we're going to be putting it on a new frame. It's going to pick up uh, a similar aluminum body as we have on the F-150, new technologies, features, power drink upgrades, and so forth. So it's a very, very major launch, a lot of costs uh, and investment associated with doing that. But when we come out of it, we're going to have uh, – we already have the best vehicle in that segment. We're going to have a vehicle that's going to be very strong for the next decade or more. Well, that and sounds good. That yeah, sounds it's good. great. And, it and, is good. <laughs> but how are you going to cut capital spending then? Because it seems to me part of that is going to be capital spending. You uh, noted on the call today yeah. that it's being reduced to seven billion this year from seven point seven billion. Right. How did you remove seven hundred million? How can you remove even more if you've got to ramp up your your uh, your pickup truck output and and innovation? Well, that's included. Uh, the super duty is included in the, the seven billion uh, uh, forecast for the year. Uh, what, what we highlighted in the call today is what we've actually seen with uh, launches that have concluded over the last uh, half year or even year, and we're kind of wrapping up the books on that and closing out uh, purchase orders with uh, vendors, is that uh, we've been delivering programs uh, more efficiently, both in terms of investment uh, and expense, than what we uh, had expected. So we were able to book uh, some good news to that. And then in addition, we've had a uh, a real focus on um, uh, reducing our uh, non-product investment, and we were quite successful in that in the half. And so those two things gave us the ability to take the call for the year down to $7 billion. Bob Shanks, Ford Credit, that's the financing arm. What mm -hmm. happened, and does it tell you anything about the future? Well, what happened, uh, and it's something that uh, that we think is, is probably – uh, more broadly, an industry phenomenon. But what happened is, uh, and we talked about this actually in the first quarter, is that uh, there's been more leasing and increasing leasing over the last several years in the United States. There are more of those vehicles now coming off lease and coming back into the auctions. And what we've seen is that, that with that increase in volume and also with lower gas prices, that the residual values on smaller vehicles 
uh, are lower than what we had expected. So what we've had to do on the uh, the books afford credits, we've had to accelerate or increase, if you will, the depreciation of um, uh, units that are still on the books being leased that haven't come back yet, but we had to take the lease-in value for those vehicles down, increase the depreciation to get that lower endpoint, and that came through in higher residual losses. Bob Shanks, thank you so very much for joining us. He's the CFO of Ford Motor Company reporting their earnings today. This is Bloomberg. Coming up on Taking Stock, a look at small business. We're going to be talking about a company called Beeline Medical. Find out how they are helping to improve the environment at medical schools, nursing schools, and teaching hospitals. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.